This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, Jumanji is ruling the box office yet again. Amy Cassandra's got makeup. Neil Plumley's going to give his hot take about the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. All that and more next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to Box Office Breakdown. Uh, of course, this is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we like to... Prognosticate. Oh, that's how it's done. See, when you're not here, it's very clumsy. Right. Thanks. Is it sort of glitch? Like, prognosticate, decate, 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 decate. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Just About like the box that office that lie ahead. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Brennan. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. And hey, how's it going? My name is Carrie Lane. You can follow me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And hi, everyone. I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez, and you can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. And what's up? It's Shibui, the Neil Plumley. You can find me at places where people are found. At the Neil Plumley, that's T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y. Fly Eagles Fly. Look at that. And of course, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Why are there? Give it a bunch of thumbs up. Just throw, throw those thumbs all over the place. There you go. She's like, I got a skinny <laughs> And of course, if you're watching this after we stream live, you can. Where can they, what can they do? You comment down below, and the live people will see your comments up there, which we're turning on right now. That's right. So, uh, And, of course, the live chat is up and running. So feel free. If you've seen any movies, you want to talk movies, mm-hmm. you want to compliment Neil on uh, you know, on his home team winning the Super Bowl. Or berate me, because I get that, too. I feel, mm-hmm. feel free to do all it's that. It's fine. Either way. So, of course, since it was uh, the Super Bowl, Neil Plumley, please take, take, take that, that hot minute. And, and bask in the victory of your team. Well, it has barely anything to do with movies, but whew, that was some game, you guys. Nail-biter the whole time. More yards thrown than any other NFL game in history with like 11, hmm. 1,145 yards. Unbelievable. But since we did bring up the Super Bowl, maybe we can also talk about that solo trailer. Uh, there's many trailers that, that we can break down. There was uh, plenty of them. Uh, we got a Mission Impossible, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. a little just like a little tease of some Avengers Infinity War footage. A little one, of course, the solo good. stuff too. Which I think we got a bigger one coming tomorrow for the solo one, don't we? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, through uh, like Good Morning Field. America, the, yeah. the Cloverfield Paradox, which, which is, is on Netflix now? right now. Yes, which look at that, it's insane. Right now. So, what stood out to any of you that watched any of those commercials? Uh, solo stood out. I really didn't expect it to have like a sort. It looked. It looked. Like real, it didn't look like a Star Wars movie. It looked like a movie in the Star Wars universe, which is obviously what it's supposed to be. But like even, even um, what was it? Rogue One looked like a Star Wars movie. This looks like it. Like when they show that speeder just whizzing by, like in that alleyway, I was like, that looks like a movie. That looks like a movie that takes place on Earth. There's just weird future tech in it. Hmm. Um, so I thought that was really cool. I guess I guess it's the color grading or like the way they're lighting it or whatever. But 
I dug it. I thought it looked great. Also, uh, it's definitely Donald Glover's movie now. I don't. I saw a tweet online that I very much identified with, where it's like, I feel really bad for the guy that's playing solo because it's definitely Donald Glover's movie at this point. Because you're sitting there in that fur coat with that hair, and that like good. lightning strike, and I was like, oh dang, oh he looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect myself to feel that way. I learned yeah. some things. Uh, but I, I didn't expect him to look that great. I I'm going to reserve judgment until I see that full trailer uh, tomorrow. Just sure, being wary, yeah, yeah, playing it safe. I, I don't know. There was an interesting article on a birth a movie's death where they're talking about like what's the delay with this film and uh, is it pos- I mean, like certainly uh, Ron Howard was brought in just to kind of finish the film, but the reshoots took much longer than anybody anticipated. So they think maybe a lot of the majority of the film was reshot. So just curious to see what the uh, the final look of this is going to be. Uh, anybody else? I only got the end-ish. I got there. I'm like, so half times? Like, at what time? And they're yep. like, we're almost in the fourth quarter. I'm All like, right. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Amy? Um, I really liked the little piece that we got of Infinity War. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. I mean, I relish in just anything they can give us, really. Enough of just seeing Tom Holland hanging out with uh, Tony Stark and Doctor Strange. I was like, All yeah. right. Uh, that was enough to see the three of them just kind of chilling for a second. Mm-hmm. It was all right. That's pretty cool. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a, and, of course, the, the the trailer shows it, but they also, the toys had some reveals, too, about uh, Captain America's shields. So uh, now he's got, like, two shields the, on his arm. The arms. Kondian yes. shield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only trailer I saw was the Cloverfield one, I think. By mm-hmm. then, right. all the trailers were Which over. was great. It looks really cool. Trip. Also on the Funko Pop uh, uh, toys, they revealed that Thor does have some sort of hammer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Looks like some sort of, like, makeshift hammer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hammer that he has, and also Iron Spider is confirmed for Spider Man. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So it should be uh, should be interesting. Uh, the the Mission Impossible one. Oh, man, I'm a sucker oh. for those films. I'm a sucker for Henry Henry Cavill throwing uh, throwing a left hook. Yes, he looked very imposing. Took off that that, that jacket. No oh, man, like, yeah, let's, let's I go was to like, work. You look very dangerous. <laughs> this is not what I'm used to. Not even a man from Uncle did he look like scary. He was just sort of like a goofy. Yeah. Like a like a spy, basically. Yeah. But in this, he looks like okay. almost like a wall, like a yeah. force of nature. Hmm. I'm excited. There was another one, uh, a quiet place. Oh was yeah, yeah. Good. Oh my gosh. Wait, yeah. they showed a new trailer. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Did. Oh snap. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was pretty much near the beginning of the game. Was it still mm-hmm. a quiet place? Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. quiet place. Yeah. Yeah, pretty quiet. You had to really turn up the volume, and still you couldn't hear anything. Yeah, because you're supposed to be quieter. Look at let them get you. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Jack Ryan. Yeah, was another one. Yeah. It's gonna be on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking in about all August, John Krasinski though, things too. I thought it was coming out a lot sooner, but in the in the in the spot they showed, I think I saw uh, that it drops in August. Yeah, so a little bit of waiting. Uh, then also the uh, the uh, the Jurassic uh, World Fallen oh. Kingdom. The more that they showed of that, the one I'm worried that we're going to see a lot less of Gold, Jeff Goldblum than I want to see in this we're film. We're definitely seeing a lot less uh, than uh, Jeff Goldblum. It going to make me sad. People thought there was that really cool Jeep commercial. The, the Jeep, Jeep commercial was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, I like rock crawling and stuff. Yeah. And like, what? Well, because you go, wait, what is it doing? Yeah. Okay, that's kind of cool. 
So, and then it's over. Like, basically, if you get a Jeep Wrangler, you're one step closer to being Jeff Goldblum sure. from Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, I, I guess. I don't really uh, want well, to I, know. actually, I'll probably take that one over. The uh, there's a Steven Tyler one where he gets into a, uh, right. a car oh. and goes back in time, oh. and then comes out with creepy, uh, creepy young yeah. Steven Tyler who just did not look real. Yeah, the Alexa ads were kind of funny. Oh the my different gosh, voices. Yeah. And then, because someone just was like, well, what about the Westworld one? I didn't get catch that the Westworld good. ad. That looked cool. But when they have Anthony Hopkins for the Alexa thing, that was funny. The Westworld ad was funny. It, it started off almost like it was supposed to be like a travel ad for like the Midwest or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it was like this is our way of life. And like it showed people on horses and stuff like that. And it was definitely shot looking like a commercial, not like a show. And then it just went into it really quick. And then it was like, oh, this is Westworld. Dope. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yes, but of course we're talking about movies that are yet to come. We should talk about the movies that happened this past weekend. Of course, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, as Neil was saying, the first thing that uh, came to mind was Jumanji back at number one in the box office. Uh, I know the Rock sent out a, a message on his Instagram. It's like uh, the last time that this happened, that a, a movie was still number one in February that came out in December was Titanic mm-hmm. uh, about right. twenty years ago. So look at that, the Rock's in good company there. Yeah, it shows mm-hmm. uh, how poor our. Selections of movies are these days. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna guess. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it crushed again at the box office, uh, and I still have. I know they're talking about a sequel, but I feel like at this point we should hear something if The Rock is interested in about doing another yeah. one. But uh, nothing yet. Maybe they're interested. They're just trying to navigate through his schedule. Yeah, because I still have not heard him announce anything uh, about a shooting date for the uh, Jason Statham. Wayne Johnson movie. Yeah. Well, and he already has, like, what, three movies coming out this year? Yeah, and, and yeah. he's talking about starting in May for uh, Jungle Cruise with yeah. Emily Blunt. Just got announced with that with him. Um, well, speaking of The Rock, thank you, Jonathan Peck. He brought up uh, The Skyscraper. Yes, so. that was oh, in there, too. Uh, n- uh, not, uh, not Die Hard? <laughs> this is an no. original concept. It's an original. It's totally original. Totally original. Brand new. It's yes, yes, Atomi Towers. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not Die Hard. <laughs> yes. Very true. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, but look at that. John McClane was not uh, an amputee. So. It's true. Yeah, that's right. So he wasn't. I would still see it. It's The Rock. I see no, it. I'll pass. Is The Rock not enough to get you to go see a movie? It's a hard pass. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He mm-hmm. he was for a while, and then I think I'm going through uh, over over, over rock saturation. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, Carrier on that bandwagon out. as well. I'm oh no! I, I I'm more in the middle. Like I won't I won't be deterred, but I won't be like running to the theater. I'll be like, oh cool, good. So, uh, for example, like Jumanji, was it just the property that got you excited, or was it anybody in the cast that got you excited? Jack Black and Karen Gillan got me excited. Did and you go the see rock the movie and, mm-hmm. and the concept. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, that made another $11 million, a very quiet week at the box office there, uh, but that was still enough to get it number one. And uh, coming in number two was Maze Runner, The Death Cure, $10.2 million, and Ayo. our boy, Anthony, <laughs> uh, had to go see that as part of the box office uh, bet. And uh, Neil, I mean, you'll have to be seeing that as well. I haven't seen it. I haven't really had time, uh, truthfully enough. I was trying to see it today, but it didn't work out with the game and everything. But Of course. Uh, I'll try to see. I might, I might have time. You know what? I might. I might take a hit tomorrow. I was going to go and watch the uh, Cloverfield Paradox when I got home from work, but I might just venture out and go see the Maze Runner. Oh, look at you. Oh. For you. Uh, but since Anthony did see it, and of course he did his homework, and you saw the other two first, right? But Anthony, what did you think of Maze Runner: The Death Cure? 
I gotta say it was the most enjoyable one out of all three. Oh, just because huh. I felt like more of an epic. Uh, like okay. The, they did. They went from different stages from like uh, settings and like things they did in each setting. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, because I, I really like the pacing and like the change of sceneries, the sceneries that they went through, and like they go into like the the final city that's standing, mm-hmm. and you see what's going on in there. Yeah. And you see some old faces. Not gonna say who, mm-hmm. but uh, by the end of it, I was like. Damn, I, I I I've grown attached to these characters. I've seen these like past two movies within the past week, so I think that has a lot to do with it. When did you, how far into the movie was it before you cried, Anthony? Oh my God, how'd you know? <laughs> 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 Not gonna lie, I, was, I did cho- I did get choked up at one point because really? one of the characters uh, oh, yeah. bites the dust. I won't say mm. who, but he's he's he was one of my likable characters. But I gotta say, my favorite character is Mino, and he's. I was just thinking, like, he's better. I hope it's not Mino. He's such a G. He's just such a cool character. He doesn't have much, but he just looks perfect for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But overall thoughts, uh, it was much more enjoyable than I thought it would be. Um, You know, it has a low rating, but it's like whatever. Just go watch it. Make your own, you know, opinion about it. Uh, It's definitely worth the watch. I gotta say. So, if you power rank Mm -hmm. the movies, would it go uh, one, three, two, or would it be different? Uh, yeah, like the first one would be number one for me. I mean, my, my bad. The third one would be number one. For oh, me. interesting. Okay. Then the, the first one would be number two. Then the second one would be number three. Okay. Oh. The second one, nothing really happened or um, interested actu- me. Okay, I had a quick question, though, of how much does someone and how recently do they need to have seen two before they go see three? Um, not that recent. You kind of you kind of uh, know what's going on. Like, they okay. introduce characters in two where that come back up. there are like kind of big players in three Got so it. if you just remember who those characters are and what's happened to those characters then okay. you're fine yeah. cool but yeah you should definitely watch one again just right. oh some, watch one, one yeah and just two? for some so some element to it gotcha yeah. oh, alright I'm gonna skip number two uh, I read the book series and I think that oh, might be able to okay. carry me through oh I only read the first book that's the good. only good one oh. just dodge the other ones yeah. Aww, okay. no I don't <laughs> this means all I don't know what it means. Uh, given number three the box office was the subject of last week's box office bet Winchester from Lionsgate 9.25 million dollars uh, we did all the bets there I don't know uh, Carrie shot high with 23 that was it uh, uh, Amy you ended up winning uh, yes. our boy Star Drew as always on top of things thank you for posting that out there on the other uh, Twitter feed uh, yeah so how does it feel to be basking in it again Great. I missed it. Yeah? Yeah. So we'll see if it carries on this week. <laughs> but uh, Carrie, uh, already, it, yeah. she she was on top of it. What did you think of Winchester? No, guys. Look, I saw a movie that I lost the bet for. Booyah. Uh, <laughs> Just quickly, I, too. Very quickly. Yes. I saw that and I saw The Commuter, actually, which I don't think I lost Commuter, but I still saw it anyways. Um, I enjoyed Winchester. It's nothing, like, amazing. It's not one I'd be like, yeah, we got to watch that again. But it was cool. Um, there are some decent scares. One thing that I was like, oh, I didn't think of till after, but there's like two ghosts that you get like a backstory, so there's better scare to it. Mm-hmm. But all the other ones are just kind of random. So there's not really, it would, you'd probably get more depth if you knew more of who they were. You know, otherwise it's just generic ghosts pop up, make noise. And so you're are like, you saying they should have gone down to the route of like 13 ghosts where like every little uh, like ghost has a little backstory to it maybe a little bit because the thing is um, Mrs. Winchester like has a bookcase of here's all the people that have been killed by it like you could have given maybe little bits of something 
I don't know how you'd throw it in without, like, making it too dense. Or, you know, just, like... I don't know where you would have fixed it, but I'm like, well, if I had known a little bit more. I mean, it didn't really terribly bother me, but some people were a little obvious. But then other people, I'm like, I don't, who is this person? How'd they die? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, decent scares. I thought it was interesting. Um, something that's kind of like, huh. So Winchester, the actual location, is like promoting the film. I went to Santa Barbara International Film Festival, and they had like an ad that was like, Come visit the house that inspired the movie. No, but thank the you. movie doesn't have anything of go visit the house. And I kind of would have wanted that. Like, by the way, tours are daily, Monday through Friday. Like, because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> that's scary. Like, like, I'm at the, like, at the end no, of a TV no, 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 show, no. show. Just where... at the end, like a placard, like, no, really, you can go visit it. Because then I'm like, you can visit it, right? They have tours. I'm, I want to go. And, but it was interesting, you know, the location promotes the film, but the film wasn't really promoting the location. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. You could have had something, or a text, be like, by the way, if you <laughs> Okay, I don't, I, I didn't agree. think it was that cheesy. I agree with you, Carrie. I, it, they should have done full cool. out, like, on a very special episode where they, after, before they go to credits, they have one of the actors come out to talk about that issue and how you could find more information about this organization. No, you could just, should have had Helen Mirren come out. could be a text out. screen. If you want yeah. to find out more about the actual location, go to, like, Winchester.com. You can go there and actually go there. It'll like, be the, that would have been fine. It'll be in the bonus features. But how many times yeah, do you see that in a movie, though? Well, how many movies are actually based on real location that you could go to that offers tours? Uh, I'm sure there are several. Die Hard. Yeah. yeah, Die Hard. uh, (laughs) But do they go, here, come here and get a tour of that based on the said movie? Not really. Probably, no, they're probably like, please stay away, this is an office. Because, like, okay, (laughs) for example, of, like, I was was a restaurant in Solvay and they had a placard that was like, here is the booth that was used in the movie Sideways. So it's like, they're promoting it. Anyway. Yeah, Yeah, but a movie doesn't care about giving business to somebody else. They want business for themselves. But it felt they're like a about, thing that they should be cross-promoting. Mm, they're all Whatever. about, if, if Winchester House wants to cross-promote that movie, they're all like, yes, get people in the seats watching our movie. But we don't care about going anybody to your house. We already made our movie. Well, fine. Then I'm going to go Google it and figure it out if I want to <laughs> go there. Um, but yeah, um, some decent jump scares. The historical fiction of it was kind of cool. Um, uh, period piece enough a little bit. And um, one of those, like, eh, like, a solid three out of five. Like, it was cool, but not like, what? So I heard Jason Clark in is really good. Does that make sense? Did you enjoy oh yeah, he, um, yeah. I, I liked. I didn't really like Helen Miriam's more of a side character. I thought she was going to be the main character. So I mm. like how they told you the story of it. Hmm. Like that was cool. All right. Uh, and a sidebar, since you did, I mentioned the community. You didn't see that. What did I you did. think of that? I felt I wasn't as engaged as I wanted to be. Uh, decent action. Um, decent like reveals of who and what the big bad of this going on but something that gets revealed later I'm like <sighs> normally I'm not so so I'm not like oh I knew it was them but this one I'm like really eh, okay um it's funny though that I mean I know he's getting older but like they point it out a bunch of times in the movie like I'm 60 or I'm older <laughs> I'm like why do we need to keep pointing out he's old <laughs> um but I thought it was I thought it was pretty exciting but not like super amazing and then it was kind of weird to watch after recent train accidents right, too yeah. like while I'm watching I'm like oh and I mean it's not like I've lost anybody personally or anything but it still was like mm. but and not that they shouldn't release it because of that but it was just kind of weird yeah no, I viewing that. experience yeah. 
Uh, well, speaking of uh, aging action stars, there was an article saying that there was possibly going to be a uh, Lethal Weapon 5 coming out. Richard Downer was like, oh, yeah, we're going to mm. do it. Uh, but then negotiations uh, with the studio and the actors are looking like they're falling apart. So it looks like Lethal Finale is not going to happen. But would you want it, anybody here wanted to see uh, a Lethal Weapon 5? Probably not. No? It was going to be more dark. I made Richard a Lethal said, Weapon TV show. Yeah. Richard mm-hmm. Downer said it was going to be like a dark conclusion. Yeah. No? Yeah. All right. Okay. And then someone was asking, no, I didn't get to any other uh, films out in theaters this week, but I wanted to. But I saw two, which is a pretty good film. Mm, that's great. <laughs> well, somebody on our panel has seen a few more movies, and we'll get to that in yeah, just a moment. probably. We'll round out our top five real quick. <laughs> uh, the number four, Greatest Showman from Fox, $7.8 million, And Hostiles, the uh, Christian Bale film, Rosamund Pike, uh, did $5.52 million in the box office. Uh, but Amy Cassandra... You've seen some extra movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I told you guys last week that I wanted to make my way through all of the Oscar-nominated movies. Nice. And I'm going to start with, okay, so The Boss Baby. Oh, yeah. I liked seeing your post about that. That was funny. Um, so The Boss Baby is on Netflix. Cookies are for closers, Amy. Remember that. Oh, gosh. Wow. You remember. Okay. Yeah. Um, How could you forget? Burned into the brain. <laughs> it's, oh, I had to see that movie. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not that weird. It is not that weird. It, but it's weird. Well, I just didn't like how all like the action sequences from the baby's point of view are like all nonstop Fast and Furious. And yeah. then you always cut back to the parents. And but it's that's like, kind of funny on the trailer. Uh, it was a dud. I didn't really care for it's it. It's kids and their imagination. No. That's beautiful. But it's weird. <laughs> okay. It's beautiful, but it's weird. Um, and I, yeah, I don't like Alec Baldwin. Okay. So his voice the entire time was like, mm-hmm. but uh, Lisa Kudrow, I'm a fan of. And Jimmy Kimmel was cool. It was kind of hard to remember that that was his voice. But watch it so you can have an opinion about it. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, call Me By Your Name. Uh, not my cup of tea, necessarily. Um, it was really, really long. Really long. Um, now, is it a long movie or it just felt long? Both. Okay. It's over two hours. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not that long. Uh, yeah. I don't have much to say about that one. Except that, gosh, the, the scenery was beautiful. Sure. They film in Italy. I saw, what else? Oh, three billboards outside. Of Ebbing, Missouri. That one's a or good outside one. Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. Um, Frances McDormand. Mm-hmm. Hey, she's a rock star. I like how her, uh, as she's walking to the stage to accept her SAG award, does not become a, a meme or a gift there. Uh, where it's, I, I think it's always, I want to hear that uh, there's cake in the office and then it's just her with her little <laughs> strut getting down there. Oh. <laughs> um, and I liked seeing Woody Harrelson. Woody did really well. And um, Sam Rockwell. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Because uh, they had the first Hunger Games. have been playing on the, the TV a lot lately. But, man, Woody Harrelson's hair in that. It's just great. <laughs> That's a great wig I on him in that movie. Oh. <laughs> I was like, man, that hair looks good on you, Woody. That was a nice wig job. <laughs> have you guys seen uh, Before I Awake? Thomas Jane wears oh, the, I worst, hate his hair. the worst hair piece of all time. <laughs> it's it like so surfer, dumb. like Johnny Utah, but like dirty blonde. <laughs> it's really bad. And oh, there you go. I watched that. I watched Before I Wake. I saw two more. Yes. Uh, Documentary short subject. I saw Heroin. It's on Netflix. Worth a watch. For sure. Um, And then lastly, I saw I, Tanya. Wow. Yeah. I liked it. 
Like, okay, so it gets very controversial because people either love that this story is being shared or they're like, this is stupid, Nancy Kerrigan, blah. Take it for what it is. It's a film. This did happen in real life, which is just, like, you have your own opinions about what really, really happened. But as far as uh, Margot Robbie's performance, I loved it. I think she did really well. And also Allison Janney. Oh, my gosh. The... The styling, the the hair, the makeup, everything was just so beautifully, like, on point that at the end of the film, like, obviously stay to the end so you can see everything. Um, and you just see, like, the juxtaposition of the two. Like, oh, it's it's wonderful. Uh, yeah, and I like the way that the, the ice skating sequences were shot. It wasn't mm. just a one boring, stabilized shot. They're there with you. And some of it just feels a little... Okay. Uh, some of it feels a little bit um, fake. <laughs> but if you get past that, you can just appreciate what they try to do, which is make it more mm-hmm. interactive. Like, you're in there skating. That's almost. Nice. Cool. So, yeah. I mean, again, watch all of these, make up your opinions, and just know that we're not all going to have the same opinions about movies, and that's really cool. In fact, we're definitely not. We are not, <laughs> yeah. Which is nice. Uh, now, speaking of uh, Academy Award nominees, uh, James Mangold, he's up for uh, writing for Adapted Screenplay, but he had a uh, uh, comment that's getting out right now about uh, his feelings about after credits uh, mm-hmm. sequences, little mm-hmm. shots and scenes inside there, mm-hmm. where he can't stand them. You think it ruins... Why? Because he feels like if you can't... You, your movie should stick the landing right at the end before the credits start. Like if you're doing these, kind of no. it diminishes the ending of your film. Mm-hmm. How do you guys, How do you guys feel? I think I think he's. I think he has a point. I just don't know if it's as broad as he thinks it, it as broad as he thinks it is. Because um, there's sometimes where like a post credit or like a during a credit scene is really appropriate. And the one that comes to mind for me right now isn't necessarily a movie, but it's an episode of Black Mirror, uh, San Junipero. Where the episode ends with you not really knowing what's going on, and then as the credits are sort of coming out, like written and directed by so and so, it goes from a black slate on that to then a little bit more action, showing you a little bit more of what's happening after the story ends. But does Netflix get ready to skip you? Because that's something that's annoying on Netflix. As soon as credits are like ready, and you're like, wait, I'm still watching. Stay. Yeah, no, no, it it, it's, oh, okay. it stays for the it stays okay. for the whole time until it like you know till it's it. over. Uh. Um, so that was really cool because it has it has its it uses the end of the film not to like you know or the end of the TV show uh, end of the episode not to like close the book on like what's happening but to give you a little bit more suspense because you think it's over and you're like am I not going to know what happened here and mm-hmm. then it just shows you like a little bit more and then it goes to like another credit and then like a little bit more and you're like wait okay hold on is it is it happening is it happening. Like, how's, how much are we going to get? Because it's ending right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's a really cool moment. I think it's a neat tool that you can use um, in a credit sequence. I understand what he's saying, though, where, like, superhero movies and, and Marvel movies, stuff like that, mm-hmm. they use a post-credit sequence to fluff themselves up. E- e- either to give you a little bit more expo from the movie that you just watched, that he's right, it should have done it during the film. Uh, or help set up another movie. Um, horror movies do it well, I was though, too. Split. Yeah. <laughs> horror <laughs> movies are the best with it, because you think the movie's over, and that's a common like device and cliche of horror movies. Like, nope. Mm-hmm. Like, Winchester could have done it. Like, they, there is a thing at the end, but they could have put that as a post-credit, and I think I almost would have liked that better. It'd be like, 
just wait. Yeah. Um, I remember, actually, do you guys remember Inspector Gadget? That one has a lot of post-credit things. And then, like, a character is talking to you, like, dude, why are you still here? Why are you watching the movie? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And, like, it's funny. Yeah. Like, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Last thing. Mm -hmm. I did interview uh, Anthony Gonzalez, who voiced Miguel in Coco. Remember me. So, of course, I geeked out with him. And I was like, how many times do people come up to you and start saying, remember me? He's like, Mm -hmm. oh, a lot. And... Uh, yeah, really a lot because like, a lot actually really because yeah. usually vo- vocal actors you know for the most part they can they don't know no? yeah yeah does he but sing they, it yeah oh okay well I mean like he I, he answered my question like a lot cool. of people so um, he was very excited uh, well I talked to him at the Annie Awards nice. animation awards he he sang all the parts himself in English and in Spanish nice he was he's actually like part of a mariachi band and like had had been yeah. like got he, he got schooled to like. Uh, uh, he was singing before this movie started and everything. Cool. cool. Like, yeah, he was a singer and in a mariachi, mariachi yes. band. Did you sing it with him, Amy? No. Why not? I, I didn't. Um, you know, I missed my opportunity, but I also was, you know, short well, on time. Well, go ahead. Take it now. Oh, sing a little bit of no, that. Oh, no. I think ahead. it's fine. <laughs> I think <laughs> we actually have to get on. You're turning into war. Actually, it takes some time right now just for you to sing. A little singing interlude. <laughs> It's like a it's like a little half halftime uh, oh, highlight show. Oh, halftime performance yep. here. Yeah. How go. about um, I can do it on my Insta stories? There you go. So mm, you guys are welcome to follow me uh, at Amy Cassandra MTC. When Fine. were the Annies? Last night. Oh, okay. Today's Sunday. Yeah. 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 Uh, last oh, okay. night. Yeah, last night. So. The Hollywood lifestyle already getting to Amy. She, can, <laughs> she can't remember where the days are <laughs> yeah. blurring together. Oh my gosh. My yeah. Hollywood lifestyle. Uh, you know. Real quick, mm-hmm. in my time away, I saw uh, the Shape of Water. Yes. And I saw how the water is shaped, and I also saw uh, Blade Runner 2049. Did you enjoy it? You hadn't seen Blade Runner yet? I hadn't seen Uh, it. Did you like it? I did. Okay. I did like it. It was definitely, um, it's, uh, uh, this point probably would have been a little bit stronger closer to when it was in theaters, but uh, the um, marketing and the trailers sort of do it a disservice because it's a very delicately uh, paced movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, if it's sci-fi, then it has to have, like, a fast trailer. Unless it's, like, Ex Machina or something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting. Um, shot beautifully. It was, uh, it was really good. It felt like Blade Runner, which is, which is, like, one of the key things that I wanted to, wanted to get out of it. I didn't want it to feel like, you know, kind of like, okay, well, it's in the world, I guess. But it felt like a continuation of Blade Runner, which was really important. Did you get to see the three mini in between films? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yay. What do you think of Shape of Water? Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I didn't think uh, it was going to go that way at all. It's definitely not paced like a Western, or I guess no, not paced, but its plot structure wasn't a very Western plot structure. It kind of was, and then it just took like a left, or like in Act Two. And it sort of like started doing something different. I'm like, whoa, this is a very interesting. I am here for it. Um, there's that little uh, that little thing at the end that I super loved. Um, that sort of helps you like recontextualize um, who your main character is, and uh, just yeah. I thought the movie I thought the movie was brilliant. Nice. I uh, saw Michael Shannon on the Colbert show. Uh, the Late Show, Stephen Colbert. But uh, he was talking about uh, how he will take selfies with fans out in public. 
but he'll always give like this mean, menacing death stare when he does a selfie with people because he thinks that just makes it funnier. Yeah, so. that's great. <laughs> and it's true. It's those pitches are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, folks, of course, uh, we, did, we only had one film to choose from for last week's box office bet. But you know what? This coming week, we've got a, we've got a plethora of films to choose from. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We've got the 1517 to Paris from Warner Brothers, the new Clint Eastwood joint. Praise be. Jennifer. Yes. Uh, Fifty Shades Freed. The, don't miss the climax, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, from Universal. They win award for a good pun. Yes. on their poster. Uh, that'll be on thirty-seven hundred screens. And then, of course, for the families out there, we've got Peter Rabbit from Sony. Which looks also cute. Thir- on 3700 oh, screens. Rabbit. Yes. So <laughs> those will be the three films vying for your vote for the box office bet. For the, so those of you watching live in the chat, feel free to start chiming in about which one of these films. You'd like us to bet on, and uh, the loser would have to go see and tell us all about. Uh, but of course, before we get into uh, any talking about the box office bet or next week's box office, what we think it's going to look like, we'll have to do a little box office rewind. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, and again, uh, we, uh, we're going to uh, look at the ladies as well. So this is going to be a top five for Rose Byrne at the box office. Usually be top five, but I actually brought it up to a top seven because uh, her top and bottom film are both films that uh, members of our panel uh, don't care for. So I just wanted to take a moment to just address some of those films. Uh, so coming in, I uh, would be at number seven there for uh, <laughs> for her would be uh, for Rose Byrne Bridesmaids uh, from Universal back in 2011. Made $26.2 million. I know Carrie Lane loves this film. She cannot get no. enough about it. I no. didn't laugh at all. How many times have you seen it? Just one time? That's oh, it? Well, I wouldn't know. You could, I think you'd have to pay me to watch it again. So if you ever came up to our friend's house and they were like, oh, I'm just watching this, would you say, I, I will leave and come I'll back at be, another point? Let me know when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I only smiled at one part, and it's funny, whenever I mention the part, nobody remembers the part anyway. So. Uh, Which well, tell part? Us. When they give the uh, carrot cake. Cause the, <laughs> see, you're like the... the because it's a reprise to when they had their funny conversation, and then it's this apology, and so it's funny. Yeah. But, I think we remember that. But, but yeah. it took you a moment. <laughs> there you go. I vaguely I remember vaguely. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How do I not laugh? They're just, every joke felt way too hard. Like, the toasting scene, I'm just like, I would smack both my friends and be like, you're assholes right now. Just stop. Um, giving away the puppies, not funny. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, you're going to raise all those, really? Um, My Rudolph run, trying to run across the street and collapsing? I mean, I applauded. It was all like ladies and doing comedy, but I just was like, all right. Nope. Uh, coming in at number six for her was Spy <laughs> from Fox back in 2015, $29 million. I actually enjoyed that movie. I run kind of hot and cold with Melissa McCarthy, uh, but I started to enjoy it. Well, I watched this and enjoyed it, and Jason Statham was entertaining as well in the yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it had, uh, I mean, I had a lot of fun watching it. I, I think uh, my wife and I just put it on because we're like, you know what, you know, I think it was on like HBO Go, and so we're like, eh, who cares? So we put it on, and we both ended up like actually enjoying the movie. Yeah, because like this is uh, I I can handle this Melissa McCarthy, but like the Identity Thief with Jason Bateman, yeah, that's the Melissa McCarthy I can't stand. Uh, it's just she's so grating to watch in that role. Uh, coming in number uh, five, Insidious Chapter Two from twenty thirteen, uh, forty point two million. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. that's good. All right, uh, I've never seen any of the Insidious films. I know I saw the first and the second, and then yeah. I know Tony's yeah. seen all three. No, four, four, four actually. Four. Yeah. Yes. Uh, coming number uh, number four, Troy 
Yeah. For Warner Brothers. 2004, 46.8 million. Oh, right. That was cool. She was in Troy. I Man, I wanted to like that movie more, but it was just like, let's take all the fun parts of Greek myth and just get rid of them, and then let's tell a story about that. And you're like, mm, this is really dull, guys. Yeah, but the opening's really cool. Well, yeah, true. When he's like, does that little just jump yeah. move? Uh, that is. Like, this this man, I've never seen a man so big. I'd be scared to fight him, and that's why no one will remember your name. And I was like, yes. oh, dang. <laughs> You're just going after his sensibilities. He's like, eight. Hey, calm down. <laughs> Uh, at number three, Neighbors from Universal, the uh, 2014 film with uh, Seth Rogen, Zac Efron, yeah. $49 million. That was all right. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. I, didn't see it. I haven't seen the second one, though. Oh, Neither right. have I. The, it's not as good, but you should see it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. Probably see the first one first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You don't want to be lost. You know, yeah. I don't understand these, yeah. these I'm sure, or hilarious references. Yeah. Uh, number two, X Men First Class, back yeah. in 2011, 55.1. That was a good yeah, one. This was a nice reimagining. First one was good. But I wish they had never tried to connect this with the Brian Singer films because that just, I think, has led to so much kind of confusion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. I rather would have just like, this is just a, a reboot or just yep. a reimagining. One off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just like I, I don't know how people get confused. It's very simple. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's just like the timeline gets so wacky because yeah. I mean that's it back in you know, in the '60s, and we're supposed to imagine that some of these characters are hanging around okay by uh, like two th- early 2000s when the first X Men film came out. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. Plus, you know, Alex Summers is younger than Scott Summers, and he should still be alive. So. Yup, yup. Yeah. I had a lot of problems with that. Yes, I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. Mm, not good. Uh, coming in number one, a film that uh, Neil Plumley, I feel like he's never got a chance to fully share his feelings about because mm. we didn't get a chance to really dwell on this when he mentioned mm. that he finally saw it. Mm-hmm. X Men Apocalypse, mm-hmm. uh, 2016, $65.7 million. She was good in her little part yes. in X Men Apocalypse was for Apocalypse? what it was. She was uh, the same character that she was in First Class. Oh. The Federal um, Agent. Yeah, but yes, at the end yes, of yes. at the end of the first class, they sort of do a mind wipe on her, mm-hmm. and they sort of they bring a little bit of that Ooh. back. So she no, I know did who like they that. Are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was an interesting part of the movie. I was like, "Oh, it was cool. You know, she's back. She's doing her thing. She doesn't know anybody, so they have to reintroduce her to all this stuff. Cool." Uh, but yeah, that movie was just a train wreck. It was. It, you had a, another chance to do something with Angel, and again, you failed. I That's thought it was. True. I thought yeah. I thought they're uh, starting like sort of introducing Angel was pretty cool when he was fighting. Yeah, uh, the, oh, the cage, match? The cage yeah. match. I was like, "This is super dark." This is obviously what would happen in in in, in this time yeah. in history. Uh, so I was like, yeah, that's something I didn't even like consider before. But this is really cool. And then, yeah, like you said, once, once you know what, once apocalypse touches something uh, in that movie, it just goes bad. Yes. Yeah. Any part with him in it was bad. I, I thought, like thinking about that movie again, uh, Eric just should have been the bad guy again. He just should. He had a really great beginning to that to his arc there. Where he had set himself up, he had a family and everything, and then that gets taken away from him, and he can just snap. He snaps like a like a twig, like he does, um, and just that would have made a good villain. He could have rounded up his. He could have called them the Horsemen if he wanted to. It doesn't matter. He could have rounded up the same characters and tried to just destroy the world like he normally does, and they could have just found again. Yeah, but then how would you have gotten Charles's hair to fall off? <laughs> you know, that was an important thing. We had to get him bald. I don't know, acid, <laughs> something. No, I agree. Because as much as I love Oscar Isaac's, this is uh, a role that did him no favors. No, it did. He that 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 costume and the makeup is ugh, not great. I will say a really cool part in the movie was um, 
when they finally showed uh, had had Jean Grey show off at the very end in that fight, and so she sort of like did that Phoenix thing, and I was like, cool. Yeah. Like, if that if that was if it was that and a lot less of like other characters just sort of like laying down like Storm. She was sort of like just chilling. Ugh, like like she got she got up on that little staircase and she was looking down at somebody, and then it cuts back maybe seven minutes later. Yep. After like a lot of people are fighting, and she's still there, just like scouting. And I'm like, "You're Storm. Uh, I know. You're <laughs> Storm. You can, for even from there, you can be like lightning. Yeah. Or Psylocke. Just sort of just like. Oh yeah, I agree. Like like Psylocke just skulking skulking away at the end of the film. We're like, I'll get you next time. Like, oh, what a waste of a character. At least Quicksilver didn't disappoint. No, I mean his scenes are always fun. They're always great. Yeah, but he's not a crutch that you can base the movie on. Yeah. Yeah. Quicksilver solo film. Anyone watch that? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would watch him. I don't like. I like this one. I don't like the one that's in the Avengers. The one that got shot up. I don't like. I just this kid is cooler with like how he looks and his persona. The one that's in the Avengers movies, I'm just like. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't care. By the way, they were both. They both played Quicksilver characters, and they were both in Quick and Kick Ass. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Although I get a feel like Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson is probably closer to the comic book version. I'll give him that in terms of just he's kind of an unlikable character that oh, uh, does turn out to be heroic. That doesn't mean that yeah. it's a better performance, but I feel like at least character-wise, I think a little bit closer yeah. to his comic book origins. The one in X-Men seemed more like a um, an X-Men Evolution version. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, folks, uh, as I mentioned, we got three films vying for next week's box office bet, so feel free to keep chiming away there, but we'll do our top five for next week real quick. So, again, we've got fifteen the fifteen seventeen to Paris, from Clint Eastwood, uh, Warner Brothers, 2950 uh, screens, Fifty Shades Freed, the, the conclusion to the uh, Fifty Shades trilogy, 3,700 screens from Universal, and of course Peter Rabbit, also on 3,700 screens from Sony. So uh, I feel like is uh, The Rock was touting. <laughs> no, not yet. Not, not Valentine's weekend yet. Uh, the Rock was touting, of course, Jumanji being a role. I don't think it's going to be next year. No, next no I think no. Uh, Fifty Shades is going to take it yeah. next week. As much as I do not care for such things, I believe Fifty Shades will be number one hmm. this week coming up. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you see either one of the two just uh, being two or three? Peter Rabbit. Could maybe be Peter two. Rabbit. Yeah. Family, I think 15, maybe. 17. Um, maybe might be number five. Maybe. Uh, I'll go with Fifty Shades for one, two, Peter Rabbit, three, Jumanji. Four Maze Runner and five is the to Paris. Uh, okay, so for uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, that one it came out made eighty five point one million its opening mm-hmm. weekend, and Fifty Shades Darker made forty six point six for its uh, so part two. So, so, so the numbers better than that. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, you know, almost a forty million dollar drop between films. Uh, I don't know how much of a drop you might see between two and three. If people are kind of like losing interest in this franchise, or like I come around for Valentine's the weekend, <laughs> well, they've they've all already. That's when they've around. always come out. Yeah. Yep, but I don't know if the audience is still there. I don't know. I think they are. I think they are. Yeah. yeah. Will the two of you be there? No. 
Oh, all right. So I clearly. still haven't seen the second one. I just saw the first oh, one. Oh, you don't want to skip ahead. <laughs> you might miss some very yes. important yes. things. Yes, yes, yes. I understand. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, this one like leads to too many wonderfully bad jokes you can make. But anyway. Um, Looks right. like people voted for Peter Rabbit. All right. Peter Rabbit will be it. But uh, anybody see any anything else they want to add from the top five? I think, you know what? I'm going to... I actually wouldn't be surprised if Maze Runner drops lower than Greatest Showman. Mm, okay. All right. Mm. I mean, I've been touting I've been touting Showman since uh, since it came out as having some serious staying power. Mm-hmm. And seeing as it only dropped eighteen percent last week, Maze Runner dropped almost sixty wow. from week one to week mm-hmm. two. Of course, that is usually the biggest drop mm-hmm. week one to two, but. I think uh, I think here's what I'm gonna say. I think I'm gonna say we got Fifty Shades, Peter Rabbit, Jumanji, Fifteen Seventeen, and Showman. I'm gonna swap Fifteen Seventeen and Jumanji. I think that Ditto. I think that the real life thing could make it interesting it enough that it could have a good opening weekend. Okay, and beat Jumanji for number three. But also because it's new. I mean. A lot of people. And biopic stories, people eat those up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the box office bet. You have all decided in the chat room that we will be doing Peter Rabbit. 3,700 screens from Sony. Peter Rabbit. Look at that. Uh, James Corden. We all said number two, right? Rose Byrne. Yeah, we all said number two. So, uh, whatever number two means to you, that's an individual choice. Obviously, like 87. (laughs) That means like, yeah. I mean, I think 125 just to be safe. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Anthony, will you be joining us on this box office bet? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I want to be in it from now on. Oh, oh! all right. Look at this, man. The excuse that forces me to go watch movies is always great. Okay. The kid wants in. Tanya says 22.5 for Peter Rabbit. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, Courtney I don't know says 11. That. Sarah Brock says 17. Black Jonas says 10. Harry says 29.5. Janet Mouse says 26. Some of y'all are going high. Yeah. Black Jones says, yeah, 25. Uh, All right, I feel good about that. Star Drew says 19. All right. Uh, Neil? Go back and forth. Ooh, all right, I like this. Hang on. I just want the first number that popped in my head. I'm going to pen it in real quick. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Anthony, since you're in the, uh, in the, the engineering room, well, have you go first, sir. I'll do 13.5. Oh, 13.5. Right. Yeah. Good bet. Okay. Very specific. Uh, yeah. I'm sitting I'm sitting a little higher than that at 15. Oh, all right. <laughs> Amy, uh, a big smile. 15 as well. Oh, four, four, four. 18.5. 18.5. I went 17. <laughs> Oh, I was almost gonna. Well, I was almost gonna go eighteen. That was my limit. That was my ceiling. So I still feel good about that. Oh, all right, man. We'll there's see. nothing. Right, there's nothing it better. It's kind of cute, like funny. I like Peter Rabbit, but how, where they went with it, I was like, I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They just need to get rid of uh, Admiral Hux, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. They it's get it's rid late, of late, late with James Corden getting rid of Admiral Hux. Yeah, in yeah. a garden. One of the reasons I would. Want to watch? Right? <laughs> yeah. I, li- I like that actor. I like mm-hmm. the I like the uh, the, uh, the woman as well. Uh, mm-hmm. What was her name? Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. Yeah, Rose Byrne. Yeah. yeah, she's great. She stole my mm-hmm. heart in Insidious. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and she's never mm-hmm. given it back. Just dirty heart stealer. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's going to do it for this episode about uh, box office breakdown. But thanks everybody for hopping in the chat, sharing your votes, sharing your thoughts. You make the show so much fun to do. Yes. We absolutely could not do this without you. Uh, but as always, folks, you can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and while you're there, not not just one thumb, not just two, not just three, not just four. How about six? There are six quality thumbs up there. Uh, and, of course, if you're watching the show after we stream live, you can comment down below. Uh, and Carrie Lane has a question that she's been dying to ask all you people that you can comment down below. Favorite children's book that's been made into a movie. So Peter Rabbit is more of a children's book, and it's made into an adult live-action movie. So children's book to live-action. Oh, interesting. Oh, all right. Sounds interesting. The very indeed. Later, Chatterley's lover. Of yes, oh, that's a good one. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, folks, if you want to get, <laughs> oh no, if you want to uh, continue the conversation with Pop any of us, <laughs> even after the show's over, <laughs> Neil Plumley, where can they find yeah. you? Uh, I'm assuming in Philadelphia for the parade. No, I won't be there. I okay. don't have money to fly. Eagles fly. You can Love find me Eagles. at places where people are found at the Neil Plumley. That's T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y. And I'm, I'm just, I'm here all the time. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. And you can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. And my name's Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I. I'm like, I can't talk. I'm tired. <laughs> D.L. Annie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I see Carrie and I. Uh, we have sharp. another show next. Sharp on our A game here at Next on Star Trek Weekly there on AfterBuzz TV. But you can follow me. Uh, see, I tell you, it's going to be a train wreck. Come and watch, or maybe a warp wreck. That's how it'll be. That's right. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here next Sunday night for another episode of Box Office Breakdown here on Popcorn Talk. Until then, go see some movies. Bye. Have a good week. Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Whitworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. For its owners and principals.